What's good, everybody? What's good, everybody? What is good with y'all? I told y'all we was about to go in, get it in, go down. I said it was, so yes, it is back. Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James, and I got my dog, my dog, my fam- La Familia. <laughs> La Familia. We about to talk <laughs> about some Cowboys football. My dog, yeah. Long Nation. I missed you, big homie. How you been doing? Uh, dog, I've just been trying to take it one day at a time, man, one movement at a time, man. You know how this thing go, man. Uh, yeah. Hey, Cowboy Nation all day, every day, even twice on Sunday, baby. You know how we do. You know how we do, and we're going to talk about some good Cowboys football. I'm going to give a shout-out to everybody's good that's up in here right now. Keep on telling your friends, your cousins, your sisters, your aunties, your babies, everybody. Get on in here and talk about this Cowboys football with Law and Big Game James. So what's up, Joe Lucas, Mr. Trucker 500? What's going on? How y'all doing? Mm. Gambino, how you doing? Keep on coming on in there. Carolina family, yeah, Carolina Cowboys. You know we're going to talk about Carson Wentz. He's going to be at the top of the story. But first, before we jump into anything, before we talk about them Cowboys, you know what, Law? I want you to talk about one thing, event that you got coming up with the Cowboys experience, which is going to be huge. And then I want you to talk about the little bit of events that you've been doing with Barry and the Cowboys experience. Really break down and explain it because we saw you on ESPN. You got your (laughs) big robe, big dog on the ESPN, looking all fresh with the boys. Tell me how that was like. You got to kick it with Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, Demarcus Ware, Tony Dorsett, Mad Dog. Tell me how that's been these past few weeks. I mean, Cowboys Experience got the wrong name, man. It should be Ultimate Cowboys Experience. Right. Uh, it's one of those things, Cowboy Nation, where now you guys can identify with the players. That's all we want, uh, for, especially for those who just don't like the Cowboys, for those who love the Cowboys and want to be in the mix. June the 15th, 2019, if you know what I mean, we got to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. I want to see y'all lovely faces out here in Lava Cantina where it's going down like 5,000 pounds. And I'm telling you, man, Alan Hearns, he's one of my boys from last year. Mm-hmm. Short area quickness, remember that? Got the good hands, catch yep. the ball through the middle. Yep. He can't take the top off the defense, but he can find those small spots in the zone. And I'm thinking that this year with Dak Prescott, with the John Kittners of the world, mm-hmm. and also Kelly Moore sprinkling in some new uh, flavor out there, that you might even see a better Alan Hearns. I know that right now, big game, James, the, the, the sexy car right now is all of the speedsters, you know. Mm-hmm. But still, don't forget, we still need that physical receiver that can catch the ball in the backfield and also catch the ball with those uh, short area quickness inside. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that right now this is going to be a good year for Alan Hearns if he can stay healthy. So we got an event, especially uh, the, the, the main focal point of this event, uh, Big Game James, is Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I can sing, I'll be singing, Mama, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) So his mom is really putting on this event. Uh She got a book out there that uh, I would like for you guys to come on out there, shake her hand and uh, and get, get to know her a little bit better and get to know him a little bit better as well. Oh, uh, I, that's exciting, man. I know that's yeah. that's something that's, uh, you know, I've seen her, uh, you know, Tyson had her, West Coast had her. Um, mm. And, you know, Number one, Alan Hearns, he has been an inspirational story. He's he's battled back very quickly. A lot of Cowboys coaches love him because of his hard work, and he has a really good attitude. So it'll be really right. hard for to cut them on the emotional tip from the Cowboys because how much they like this guy. So 
like you said, he's going to have to stay healthy, though. He has to stay healthy. Um, if mm-hmm. he, I feel like he has any little bumps in the road. I'm not going to say a cut, but he, he could be right there. Plus, if you cut him, you save money. So we'll just see about that. <laughs> you got those young guys might not be ready. A lot of people have been talking about John V. Johnson with that speed, taking the top off the defense. Guyton is that same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Jalen Guyton, he had a little bit of the drop season. Then you had your video with uh, what Reggie – is it? Uh, well, Davis. Reggie Davis. I'm sorry. I don't even know this dude all like that. But he's had a couple good uh, sessions. So, you know what, the receiving core, I mean, and then we ain't even been talking about Cedric Wilson. What's going on with him? I know we just said we're going to do this and that, but we freestyling today. This is freestyling. No. That's the name of the topic. So, <laughs> we freestyling right now. What's up with Cedric we- Wilson, Law? Because I ain't heard <sighs> nothing about him. It's all about the speedsters, and he's in the category of Alan Hearns. Now, he's not as slow as Alan Hearns. Shout out to Alan Hearns again. But what I'm saying is is the speedsters, man. And um, he's not going to probably shine until the training camp comes around the corner. And uh, just give the guy a little bit more uh, longitude and latitude, Cowboy Nation. I do know that we really want to see him out there, uh, hear news. But, But for right now, you know what? Everybody trying to earn the star. And right. even though he was on the team last, he still got to earn the star. Mm-hmm. So that's what knocked him out last year. They said he's still kind of not. I'm not saying that he's rehabbing it, uh, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like what's really going on with that uh, kind of situation. I mean, the shoulder situation is this right here. Um, it, it's it, it's a fickle process because you can't really extend. You can't really dive for the ball. I mean, you, you're always going to be worried. You're going to favor the opposite sh- shoulder. So as a wide receiver, uh, you want that area to be fully healthy before you get out there on the field. It's, it's different. Remember, Emmitt Smith had a bum shoulder, and he was still able to wrap it up, put it on ice, and mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. But wide receivers – Man, there's so many things that you got to do for that upper body. And man, slowly, just like they're going to ease in Allen Hearns, just like if we flip over to the defensive side of the ball, they're easing in tacos of the world. So that's the conundrum right now. Yeah, well, I, 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 first of all, you know, he's got the Boise State. I told you when you play with Boise State, you kind of get that, <laughs> kind of get that pass for playing with Boise State. But right. you know what? I've been listening to Brian Broderson. They've been saying that he has to make sure he stays healthy because there's no guarantee that he can be on this roster, even though he was a pick last year. Um, so I, I really want to see what he's going to do. I, you know, he has really good size. And I think he can play inside and outside. But once again, health is the key with all receivers. I mean, a lot of people are going to be fighting for spots uh, this year. Noah Brown, everybody's been talking about this is going to be a critical year for Noah Brown. Um, we know the first three uh, spots are set with uh, Cobb, Cooper, and Gallup. But beyond that, Tavon Austin, Noah Brown, you got these young guys out there. Everybody's going to be fighting for a spot, so it's going to be crazy. Uh, you know, the OTA's already been going on. Guys have been looking good. But when training camp goes on, they put them pads on, man. It's going to be something serious going on, and I can't wait to get out there and see this competition live. Yes, indeed. So we got to look at it from these things too, uh, Cowboy Nation. Injuries, they're going to play a major role for the wide receivers competition because mm-hmm. you can't just be laying down saying, ah, I can't run this route. Right. Because now the, the guidance of the world, John Vea, remember I said earlier on my stream, for those who watch, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Reggie Davis got out there and shine because uh, Michael Gallup was laid out. You right. see what I'm saying? His uh-huh. hamstring was all pulled around. Mm-hmm. So, 
he was prepared <laughs> and the opportunity granted. Now people know, hey, I'm looking for number 11. Right. <laughs> Who's that number 11? That don't look like Cole Beasley. That uh, guy's black. He's you know black as hell. He, he black, he, he black and Blake. tall. <laughs> <laughs> right. Six foot, but but he need a ham sandwich or a hamburger or something because he's 170 pounds. <laughs> right, right. Like, Good Lord. <laughs> my knee work. And I'm a little dude and my knee is bigger than that. So yeah. uh, hopefully he can he can uh, uh, stay healthy. That, that is the calling card as well with Trayvon Austin uh-huh. or, or my boy Jerry would say Tavion. Mm-hmm. He got to stay healthy, too. Yeah, definitely got to stay healthy. All everybody to me, this is one of those type of camps that guys can't really get hurt this year. You know, the last couple of years, you could get hurt and just stop, stop, still be okay, but not this year. They got had a really good draft. They had a good after draft. You got young guys still in the fold, so you cannot be hurt this year significantly if you're not a top player. Because if you're not a top player, you might be gone. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they won't be singing Kumbaya nah. because what they're going to be happening is that somebody going to be like, oh, hallelujah. Because right. They're going to be looking at it like this. I got the opportunity to put that star on my helmet mm-hmm. and, and play out there and tell mama and auntie and Shirley and all them that, hey, come see me on Sunday night, you know. <laughs> And catching balls from Dak Prescott. And don't forget about Tony Pollard because he plays that receiver position too. So he's going to be flexing out there because I know Keller Moore is going to do all kinds of things with that guy. As long as he stays healthy, you can see a lot of things that Keller Moore is going to mix and match with him. But you know what? We've been talking about that. We're going to jump back into it, but we might as well talk about it because I've already seen people jumping in the chat talking about it. But we're already going to transition to this guy right here. Yes, we hate the Eagles. Yes, we can't stand them guys that get on our nerves. But – we heard the news. It's been going back and forth. Were they going to extend Carson Wentz? Were they not? Um, you know, Dak Prescott, watch about those two guys with the contracts. Well, you see Wentz just got extended, um, what, to 2024, over uh-huh. $107, million, $107 million guaranteed. Uh, if, if you're looking at the four-year deal, he's making about 32 per. I mm. mean, with injuries, they still went out there and got it. So tell me, Law. Now you just seen this contract from Carson Wentz. Tell me now what you think about Dak Prescott. Is he going to exceed that 32 or is he going to be right around it or maybe just below? If I'm if, if I'm uh, Dak Prescott's agent, uh, I, I would say, hey, give me 32 and give me a penny or more than what Carson is getting. Just like if you look at the contract of uh, of of uh, uh, my guy D Law, mm-hmm. and then if you also look at Frank Clark's contract, they're very similar in a sense. But Frank Clark got more money mm-hmm. if you look at the guaranteed dollars. Mm-hmm. Now I would say this: Carson Wentz is used to the money. Because his rookie's contract was like twenty four, twenty six million, give or take. Right. Dak Prescott don't even make the six million. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. He's, he was only making pretty much a hundred thousand dollars more than Rico Gathers. If if I'm um, if I'm on the right page with yes. that. Of course, he had to do so many commercials, and everybody said, "Hey, why is he on this commercial? Why is he doing it?" He got to get paid. To yeah. He ain't no. He wasn't no first round pick. <laughs> right. That man was a fourth round pick with no dollars. Right, right, right. And then there's the other argument, too, that a lot of people say, well, Carson Wentz is better than Dak Prescott. Duh. He was drafted in the first round. I mean. He's supposed to be better. Exactly. I mean, I don't so, know how people yeah. try to come. I mean, not to cut you off, law, but I don't know how, <laughs> understand how people uh, try to make that comparison when War- Wentz went second in the whole entire draft and Dak went mm-hmm. fourth. So if you're comparing the numbers, they're very eerily closely similar. And this guy was three, four, three rounds 
back. So how can mm-hmm. Dak Prescott sit there and say, I want to get paid when I've outplayed my round? I've outplayed mm-hmm. uh, where they drafted me. My numbers have outplayed where they drafted me. So he should really get a big pay raise uh, for this because you're looking at where he was drafted compared to his numbers. Right. And he never felt the money the, or the paychecks that Carson Wentz got on a weekly basis. So mm-hmm. we got to add all those things into one, right? And then on top of that, when you start talking about the value, right, the value, it's equivalent to you buying, buying a Porsche, right? Right. And you bought that Porsche, but every time you try to take it out for a spin, the alternator go out or the oil chain needed to be changed and you didn't get the oil chain. And all of a sudden now you're on the side of the road. That That is what Carson was. He was like that Porsche. Mm-hmm. But we had a better value because the Honda that we went and selected, we said, OK, we need to put these things together. We need to put this part around. Them. We need to put this around. Them. So we get, we was able to not put the expensive gas in it. We was just able to put that uh, you know, the, the, the low budget gas in it. And we made it further than the Carson Wentz or the Jared Goff. Now, I do know that the Eagles fans and some Cowboys fans will say, well, Carson Wentz got a Super Bowl. I don't count that Super Bowl. No, I ain't count that. Him, you know? <laughs> he, he got him there, but we don't know if he would have played that whole way that he would have made it to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl and he would have won that Super Bowl. We don't know that. So Carson Wentz gets no love about him winning no Super Bowl. Right. You went to a Super Bowl. You were in the Super Bowl, but you did yeah. not play in that Super Bowl. So that does not count for you. That's just like a third stringer to me that got a ring, but mm-hmm. you never played. So I'm not counting right. you. Yeah, you got that Super Bowl, but don't nobody remember you. Hey, 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 the kids are already asleep, though, right? They already in the bed. Yeah, they are So, so it's kind of like in the club, bro. You know what I mean? You be in the club and you partying. You see the little sweetie out there, and you've been, you know, buying her, drinking everything. You've been watering her down and everything. You've been holding it down for. Her. Then all of a sudden, when it's time to go, I just pull up and be like, "What's up?" You feel me? <laughs> I go home with her, you know, you, <laughs> but thank you for the, uh, <laughs> all of, all of the expenses, you know what I mean? Exactly. So Thanks that's just how it up. was. Thanks for hooking me up <laughs> a big game, James, but I'm going to come up with the layup. So that is what Carson Wentz did. And we just never know. We, we would never know if Carson Wentz was, was, was going to be able to win a playoff game. You yeah. never know the, the rookie bug or, or the sophomore slump bug might've stepped up and showed his face. Exactly. And shout out to Mr. Trucker 500 for the <laughs> growing it, the Cowboys Nation with the $5 donation. We love you out there. Appreciate you. And shout outs to everybody that's in here. I can't get everybody's name out, but I definitely give a shout outs. Thank you for all the comments. Thank you for jumping in here. We love all you guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? We just talking about Cowboys football. But as I said, yeah, we may have got a Honda, but we got a nice Honda. We ain't getting no well, 80. We, nice we ain't getting no 87 Honda. I think we got a, a 2000 something Honda. And then when we added some features like Amari Cooper and then you get mm-hmm. other players. So now you got some nice rims on it, some nice. I, I like a black Honda, blacked out. Right. Get me some right, nice right. tint. Now we got some nice wheels. And so guess what? It may not be that Porsche or anything like that, but I bet you if you see that Honda tinted out looking good, you'd be like, mm, I like that Honda. That nice. Right, and it right. will last long. If you take care of that Honda, put gas and change the oil in it, that Honda's going to last you a very long time. That's why people buy them. And so for me, I don't want something that's going to be quick. I need something that's going to last me a long time, and that's what we want to do with Dak Prescott. The dude is young. The dude still needs to learn. We understand that law. We understand Uh he still needs to get better. We understand the footwork. We understand it. 
Don't the right. Cowboys understand it? That's why they got Kellen Moore to be better for Dak Prescott because he seems to – um, have that young spirit, and they kind of grew together, and the Cowboys were watching probably that friendship and that relationship. They saw, you know what? Uh-huh. These guys are vibing. These guys are clicking. Let's go ahead and make that move. And then you get John Kidna in the fold, who's just like a homie. You get what right. I'm saying? He's he's like <laughs> one of the guys, and he's going to push Dak to get better, and he's been under good lineage as well and tutelage um, as well uh, uh, John Kidna has. And then go back to uh, Kellen Moore. I've been listening to what he's saying. Then you, you know, me and you talked about the off camera uh, yesterday about Dan Orlovsky, how he was talking about Kellen Moore because they both were together in the Lions, um, on the Lions team with Scott Linehan, and basically he was just hype, you know, really giving Kellen Moore a lot of glowing reviews, basically saying he's going to be a really good coach. And honestly, I just feel he is law. Like I'm not trying to hype him or push him, but I don't have the bad feeling about this kid because I don't think he's going to jump in there and do all this kind of trip. Oh, change up all these philosophies. No, like I said, it's all, they all do the same things. They just do it different ways. And I think he's just going to have that defense off balance. A lot of motions, a lot of different sets, two guys in the backfield four wide three wide. He's going to have it to where the defense never knows what they're doing. And that's what we want because we were very predictable with Scott Linehan, and that's why teams got up on us and we struggled so much, in my opinion. Yes, indeed. You have Scott Linehan uh, last year, and it's a crime. It's, it's a crime. He, he ought to call Ezekiel Elliott every day and say, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Because Ezekiel Elliott only had six touchdowns. Six damn six, touchdowns. Six touchdowns, man. And, and Ezekiel Elliott throughout his entire career, he never had a losing season, mm-hmm. even on Pee Wee League. Mm-hmm. So, my thing is, Cowboy Nation, I'm thinking that, yes, football been football since the beginning of Don. 11 versus 11. I'm thinking that what I'm seeing with Ezekiel Elliott, his skill set, and Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb, and you throw in a mix of, uh, of, of Gallup, and you have a running quarterback, mm-hmm. he may not can throw the best fade in life, but Dak Prescott know how to utilize his legs, man. Mm-hmm. And um, you can throw in some wrinkles with – with, with Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott now, mm-hmm. that you have somebody that can think outside of the box. Look, I said earlier, uh, Big Game James, when I was live like 95, mm-hmm. I said that I had an old school coach who didn't, when I ran track, he didn't want us to touch the weights. He didn't believe in weights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he believed in applied metrics, uh, jumping and running uh, on the grass opposed to the track, and also uh, running barefoot. He had to doing all type of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it, is that you have to implement weights into your program if you want to be bigger and stronger. But that was the new age philosophy. Right. So sometimes coaches, uh, what Dan Orlowski said on his interview on 105.3 The Fan, shout out to them, uh, what he was saying is that Scott Linehan was blessed with the Randy Mouses of the world, the Calvin Johnsons, the days in his mid, 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 career stage you see what i'm saying uh, matthew, so, a young matthew stafford because chuck the ball young. everywhere you know what i mean i saw matthew stafford get down on his knees and throw the ball 60 yards with his eyes closed to a target mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how strong that man arm is mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I don't think Dak prescott can throw like that with a run accurately like that with a running star throw you just right. see what i'm saying right and i'm not throwing salt and shade at Dak, but what I'm saying is that sometimes people are just naturally gifted in a sense. And we know so, that. You feel me? Yeah. We know that. Like, we seen – I mean, Law, we've been doing football for a very long time. You can tell right. an eye test. You can see a quarterback where, like, man, he's just – 
he's just good. Like, he's just a natural. I mean, I've coached. I've seen players come in the system, and as soon as you come – day one they come out on the field and you watch him run and do moves, you're like, he's nasty. You don't have to sit there and watch him for a week or two weeks or anything like that. You can just tell he's going to be good. Or you can look at other kid. You know what? He's going to need a little work, but if you keep working with him, he can be really good, good attitude. See what I'm saying? Not every player is like that, and that's what people need to mm-hmm. understand. That Prescott may not be that that uh, Drew Brees, uh, you know, dead accuracy type guy, but he definitely brings a dual threat that you have to respect. And when you watch him in them games, man, you can't bring that big boy down. I mean, J.J. Watt right. had him. I mean, you seen guys hitting on him. When we played the Seahawks, dudes bouncing off him. He trucking people up the middle to get first downs. I like that. And I think Kellen Moore is going to add that element even more, especially, and he's been talking about especially doing that in the red zone. Because there one of the go. things that I have been harping on, two things I want to see from this Cowboys offense, red zone efficiency where we score touchdowns and not field goals, and I would also like to see quick, uh, quick strike offense so we don't always have to go and do 12, 13, 14 play drives only to get a field goal. Then the team comes down and score a touchdown. It's like, man, that's not good. Uh-huh. That's what I don't want to see this year. I want to see us get quick strike. Hey, there's nothing wrong with the two or three play drive. Boom, touchdown. That is a good thing because that demoralizes a defense as well. If you can quick strike them and get on top of them, and then you got a smothering defense that could come right back and destroy them, that's uh-huh. the type of package you want. And I believe the Cowboys are building that as we speak. Yes, indeed. So so when you start talking about that, man, especially when we was talking about like natural gifted talent, right? Mm-hmm. When, when when people look at a Pat Mahomes or when people do look at the uh, Matthew Stafford's or when people look at the other quarterbacks that got a better arm than Dak Prescott, how often do people look at the running back piece of the puzzle and say, well, man, Jordan Howard, why why is he not running like Ezekiel Elliott? You see, mm-hmm. or, or what another uh fourth or fifth round quarterback or running back, why is he not running like the likes of Ezekiel Elliott? See, so we have to reel everything in and understand where we are at with our team. we got to look at it from these parameters too. Ezekiel Elliott was, is our Porsche basically, right? And it's been a, a durable for us. He just got a couple of speeding tickets by Roger Goodell. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. And that's a story of a different day. So what I'm saying is that with Kellen Moore, with his brilliant brain, also uh, they was talking on 105.3 to fan when he was uh, recruited for the go to Boise State. Shout out to Boise State. Uh, sure you know how Shout Boise, out. Boise Nation, uh, Cowboy Nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he, when they came into his living room, he was 16 and a half or going on 17, 18, whatever he was, you know, uh, they said that he already had a stack full of plays wow. that was so unique that they said, anyway, we can borrow a few of those plays <laughs> so we can implement that. Right. And, 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 and I don't know, I'm long winded when I say this big game, James, you're good, but wasn't Boise state with Kellen Moore. 50 one and one. Biggest? Yes. 50 and one. With a and he had a a, a week on yeah small little little <laughs> little little guy and he looked like a kid still looked like a kid can't grow facial hair I grow more facial hair in fifteen seconds than he ever had in his life exactly <laughs> but my thing is right here Cowboy Nation is that 
some brilliance somewhere around here. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to pump up uh, Kelly Moore and try to kick down Scott Linehan because Scott Linehan is not 100% trash. Right. I'm, not ta- I'm not saying that. Right. Scott Linehan was just like, to me personally, just to me, was just an old man that's stuck in his ways yes. who didn't really want to just transform and bring in new ideas yes. when players start calling him out like the Alan Hearns yes. when he got mad in the earlier part of the season, you saw him disappear. And uh, my brother from another mother, Amari Cooper, when he said, look, Dak, you got to change this play. And then when he lamented to the media, man, we saw Amari Cooper being shut down, mm-hmm. not by the opposition, but by the guy that was holding the clipboard. Right. And that's and that's crazy. So I'm glad we don't have that. And like I said, I think that's one of the biggest things with Keller Moore is that they don't have to worry about that. You know, Ezekiel Elliott even said it to uh, Michael Irvin when Michael Irvin said he had skeptics about uh, Keller Moore. Ezekiel Elliott stood up and was like, hey, you got to believe in this kid because he listens to us. He We see plays on the field and we can come back and talk to him about that. And then he can come in and implement a play. Well, let's run this play because you see this. I don't believe Scott Linehan was this. Like you were saying, I believe that they saw something. Um, they couldn't even say something to Scott Linehan because it didn't matter what they said. He was going to run this play, and he didn't care what you thought about it. The play was going to mm-hmm. be run that way. Let me ask you a quick question because I got some questions in here, Law. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a few people have asked D. Will, and I think somebody else asked, and I'm sorry if I didn't get the name, about Rico Gathers. Actually, I was going to do a video. I did two daggone videos, Law, this morning mm-hmm. at the job about Rico Gathers. And guess what? My internet sucked. It just <laughs> kept on acting up, and my phone kept on just kicking me out. So I couldn't even post it, so I was so daggone mad. So it must be God saying, let's talk about Rico mm-hmm. Gathers right now. So, what do you think about Rico right now? Do you think he has a good chance to make it? or And do you think Kellen Moore will say, you know what, though I'm going to wipe the slate clean and we're going to put you on the field and we're going to see what you can do? According to Brian Broaddus, right, Schultz regressed in the sense uh, during his OTAs. And I know it's still organized team activities, right? Mm-hmm. But the person that you really want to pay attention to, Cowboy Nation, during the latter part of last season, during the blocking portion of everything, is the big number 80. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Just because he don't know every play in the playbook, you still have Scott Lenahan, who is the offensive coordinator. Now, according to them, yeah, Scott Lenahan knew more than what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is that you have a guy that's six foot seven, six foot eight, however tall he is, who can post out block out. He began began to become one of the better blockers towards the latter part of last year, even in the playoff games against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So I want you guys to go back if you can. I wish I was able to put out film and let you guys see the stuff that I'm talking about. Rico improved so much in his blocking that he blocked his way back onto the field. And my thing is, Jarwin, yes, he's he's understandable, a, a, a guy that's on the uprising or trending upwards, but you still now have Old Reliable, who I believe uh, Wednesday, uh, Mike Fisher from 105.3, the fan, mentioned that, hey, this guy is not coming off the field. He ain't coming off the field. You knew he wasn't he coming, coming off, off the field. Law, you know as soon as he said, I'm coming <laughs> back, he went, he, all right, let's go ahead and pencil him. You feel me? Oh, hold on. Okay, Google, stop. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted she got to jump in. in. She wanted to jump in and talk cowboy. She heard you talking about some Blake Jarwin. Like, oh, you're talking about Blake Jarwin. What's going on? You feel me? But yes, just like we said, man, you knew Whitney's getting his snaps. I don't care what you say. Anybody said we knew Whitney's going going to be on that field. So we mm-hmm. understand that. But man, 
And I like Blake Jarwin. I was a Blake Jarwin fan in 2017 when nobody was talking about him. I was like, I like that Blake Jarwin kid because I saw him in training camp. I was like, I like him. I want to see what he can do. And obviously the Philadelphia Eagles liked him a lot too because they tried to poach him and the Cowboys were like, no. You saw what he did when he got some extended time and you saw him trending up. But here's the thing. They're not. Do you think they're going to keep four tight ends? Because I don't. I don't think they're going to yeah. keep four tight ends. I because there's too many other spots that are needed, and then you have um, Jason Witten back in the fold. I just don't see where they keep four tight ends. And if that's the case, that's where I'm wondering between a Schultz or a Rico Gathers. Who do you think would do you think they would keep Schultz because he's a fourth round pick? I mean, forget that, man. I think the the higher upside would still be Rico, and I know he that does have the higher not... upside. Yes, indeed. We and know then that. on top of that, yeah. If you look at it from these angles right here, Cowboy Nation and Big Game James, mm-hmm. if you have uh, my guy Old Reliable out there, mm-hmm. and you need somebody else to block, are you going to lean towards Jarwin to block? Is Jarwin a better blocker than Rico at this point? Hell no. Hell no. So so it, it goes to like, okay, Rico is earning his spot on his team just by blocking his way. Mm-hmm. Who, what was his weakness in 2017? Now it's his strength in mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> well, and the church say yes, amen. Yes, yes. The church say amen. So my thing is the reason why I feel that they can roll with three tight ends opposed to four uh, is because you got Jamez Olawale. They believe in Jamez Olawale oh, over they, Rod Smith. They love so, some Jamez. They love some Jamez. And, and and maybe this goes back to the point of Scott Lennonhan. Mm-hmm. Maybe your boy uh, uh, Kelly Moore was like, I can utilize him a little bit better. I know his strength. Mm-hmm. I know that we can disguise and throw some smoke out there and have our fullback catching some seam routes and also motion my fullback to be an H-back slash tight end, and he can run the Y position. So I'm thinking that maybe, just maybe, he's more valuable than a Rod Smith because this guy can also be a lead block, and he's he's not afraid to put his nose inside the block as well. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at those things, and they're saying, okay, we can remove one of these tight ends. And in my opinion, I think that Schultz is still practice squad eligible. Yes, he should be. Yeah. And yeah. I and and like I said, um when you look at between those two, I don't Schultz I don't think is a bad player, but right. talent wise, this if you look at that size from Rico, I'm sorry, I can't just get over 6'7", 285, 290 pounds. And, yes, I understand that. I understand, you know, I said Rico was going to get cut last year. I was surprised he made the squad. But he did get better. But I was listening to Brian Broaddus and what he said about Rico is this, and I, I think it's true that, you know what, there's no more kind of mess-ups for him. It's been three right. years in the system. You you should know what you're doing. You should know your assignments. Even he, they wrote an article about gathers, and he was saying it's becoming more natural to him. It's not like he's thinking so much on the field, and it's becoming more natural. Well, he has to show that natural ability like he was showing in preseason in 2017 where we were all jumping up in the air like, yo, we got a dog here because he's killing uh-huh. people. That's why they're trying to keep – that's why, to me, they keep holding on because we saw what he could do. And if you could get mm-hmm. him involved in the offense like they did in 2017 in that preseason, I know it was preseason, but right. daggone it, when you saw some of that, that did not get you hyped with a man that size doing what he did. I mean, right. I'm sorry. That still gets me hyped up like, man, I still kind of want to see what he can do because, man, if he could gr- get in that offense, you don't tell me – if you threw a Jarwin in there with Rico at the same time and they both going out on pass, 
man, that's going to be a nasty little setup right there. Right, right. And then vertical seams and things like that, man. It's just going to be medieval. And I'm thinking that, like, some people are slow learners. Remember, the guy played limited amount of football in high school and uh, as well as college. He didn't play at all in college. Right. You feel me? So we're going to see what what happens with that. Um, I had a few people ask, man, we're going to jump. Like I said, we freestyling today, freestyling, profiling, buck wilding. So, you know, somebody asked me about the defensive backs. And that's a good uh-huh. thing to bring up because, you know, you've been watching in the news. They've been pumping up Jordan Lewis like crazy. Makes me mad right now because I don't know if they're using that for trade, you know, pumping them uh-huh. up because you wasn't saying a daggone thing about my dog last year. He was a gadget player last year playing on offense, doing jet sweeps, getting punt or kick returns. That was just really frustrating me because uh-huh. I don't care. I know I like this player. I like Jordan. I met him a couple times. I interviewed him. He's a great guy. But not just that. He has a great – he's just got that nasty demeanor. He's got that pit ball attitude that you I feel like you need on the team. And not just that, he's talented. Now all of a sudden I hear Jason Garrett saying he's special. Now all of a sudden I hear Chris Richard saying, oh, he's 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 a, a exception to the rule. Well, if he's an exception to the rule, Chris Richard, and I love your coaching style, I promise you I do, then why in the heck he ain't on the field? Because this right here, Chris Richard, is everything for this Dallas Cowboys secondary. But he's everything against my boy Jordan Hippocket Lewis. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Uh, the system just doesn't fit him. I know a lot of people talk tongue-in-cheek, say, oh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good student. You get, you don't devalue your product when you're trying to get it out there on the market. You kind of uplift it a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, normally in houses, in family, you know, we, mm-hmm. talk, we, John, we talk about each other. Mm-hmm. But we're out in public, man. Hell, we're going to praise you like no other, right? Right. right. You know, uh, you know, we can say negative uh, uh, things about each other, but boy, when we out there, man, we're going to talk positive. So I'm thinking that that's the situation to me personally, just to me. And I love DB play. I don't think that there's a cover corner that can cover better than Jordan Hip Pocket Lewis. Mm, Yes. Think about this. At his raw talent alone in 2017, if you look up the uh, pro football f- uh, references and stuff like that and focuses, you will see, and I, I know I don't use pro football focuses on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but you will see that he was one of the guys that had a limited amount of targets because teams was like looking at it like, hey, this guy is covering these guys tight. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, with, with, uh, with, with the old uh, defensive back coach. My thing is this Chris Richard system. He's looking for somebody with fi- with physical size, length, who can be a little bit more aggressive. So that's when your boy <laughs> Michael Jackson comes <laughs> to the mix. <laughs> Moonwalking on him, baby. When he can play inside and he can put a little physical uh, attitude out there. Who is a better tackler? Jordan Lewis is not the best tackler in the world. Anthony Brown tackles a little bit better in, out in space than Jordan Lewis, to me. Mm-hmm. But as far as coverage, and your boy... He got all of the tools, but he just had the wrong coordinator for him. And yeah. that's just the reality of it. And it's not throwing shade at Chris Richard, but that's just how it is. Spade to spade. We talk to real around here. We ain't going to lie to y'all to kick it. I mean, yeah. It just – and, you know, and plus you got Anthony Brown and – it's crazy because AB a. ain't terrible, you know, and, and and he got a lot more physical toward the end of the year. And you've mm-hmm. seen he's been re- training really hard because it's a contract year. Contract year guys right. be oh, on it, you I feel me? about it. Yeah, he's in his and, last and, and year. And how many sacks? He had like three sacks? Yeah, yeah, three sacks. Five? Yeah, he got three, three sacks. sacks. That's how he got in the hot boys. That's how he became would, a hot boy. Hey, fam, we would never see that from Orlando. No. 
No, and, and you know what? A.B. is a really good blitzer. Like, he is a good blitzer. Like, they send him, and he makes timely big, big sacks. He makes big sacks. And like I said, he played good at the end of the year. So, my thing is this. I'm not trying to pit a Jordan Lewis against an A.B. right now. Four corners are better than three. Five yeah. is better than four. So, you feel me? So, hey, let him duke it out and battle it out. But, please, just give my guy a chance. Give Jordan a chance. Don't just sit there and sit him on the bench and let him wallow away because he's got too much talent. We've seen it in the Saints game. My dog was sitting out how many games getting no kind of reps, and then you put him in the Saints game against one of the best offenses, Drew Brees, Kamara, those type of guys, and they put him in straight cold. And then you're guarding mm-hmm. Kamara. You make the Kamara. games. Kamara's a monster. And they were putting Lewis on him, and he was staying with him step for step. And not just that, he wins the game pretty much. Right. He stood on him like a cheap seal sucker soup. He was all over him, man. And uh, Jordan, he could have had two interceptions. You guys yes. go back and watch that game. Uh, he, he saw a little comeback route. He jumped that he route. He jumped that like, route. Oh, my boy. Yes, he, he, and he, he just couldn't bring it in. I, I call it a little rust factor because mm-hmm. his eyes got so big that mm-hmm. he was like, man, I'm going to take this to right, the house. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, but my thing is um, the difference is, like you said earlier, A.B. is a little bit more physical. Mm-hmm. If Joy Lewis started the whole year in his A.B. spot, those three sacks would never occur. Right. I don't think that Joy Lewis will be that guy that can blitz off at the edge and come in and put his nose deep down inside. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, this guy, Michael Jackson, <laughs> he, he, he do, yeah, he, 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 he. we got the finals to drop, baby, for this year. <laughs> exactly. He, 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 he. Every time Somebody he makes an interception, because <laughs> you can put him inside and out. Uh, and another thing that we got our eyeballs on, just like Reggie Davis was able to take control and, and take advantage of the opportunity. Alumba, Remember I said earlier. Are you going to say him? No, no. Okay, I'm saying that uh, my boy Awuzie, uh-huh. he, he's folded up like a pretzel right now. I saw him all on somebody back last, last night on somebody's Twitter page. He always what? hurt, man. He's hurt. So somebody needs to step it up. <laughs> Man, I like Awuze, but, man, he is always hurt, dog. Like, every year is some kind of little knick-knack injury with him. And it's it's like, I like you, dog. You have some talent. Like, you got good size. You have you got really good coverage skills. I mean, he's always in their pockets as well. I mean, seen a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, we seen Stafford, Matt Ryan. They were throwing dimes, and he was right there. Just turn your head around, please. I mean, Awuze had me going crazy yelling at that TV. <laughs> turn your dad going head around because you got the pick because you got the perfect coverage. But more than anything else, dog, you need to stay healthy because we need you on that field. You know, we need a Byron Jones. We need a Uze. We need all our guys on that field. Michael uh, Jackson, I think, like you said, I love the pick because not just that, I think he felt slighted for dropping to the fifth round. I think he wanted to prove, wants to prove something that he is one of the top cornerbacks. They had a higher grade on him, but he went lower. He said, Chris Richard, come get me. I'm going to do what mm-hmm. I well, I'm a, Come get me. I don't care what you got to do. Come get me. I like that attitude. And if you see him, he just looked like he got a nasty attitude. And with that size, 6'1", 210 pounds, I can definitely see him being real physical. Now, didn't you do a little article on Donovan Alumba? Did you oh, do yeah. A, what do you think about oh, yeah. Alumba? I mean, uh, the article stated that uh, he was five foot three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. In high, started in high school, and by the time uh, he graduated, he was five eleven. Okay. Went to college, 
And then from 5'11", he's, he went to like six foot seven something. Like he's six foot two of them. So he, he, he's, he's a guy that had a, a, a weird growth spurt all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, you, you're pretty tall, big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how it is. You got to get used to uh, moving around in your frame. Yes. And going from 5'3 to 5'11", then from 5'11 to six foot two, that's a lot of growth factors in there. You know, right. your muscles and your tendons. And, and for those who had anatomy, the synovial fluid, not even all the way there yet. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the backbones and the gristle. You still just got a gristle. You don't even have a backbone yet because right. all that stuff trying to catch up with your frame. So what I'm thinking is that, uh, I mean, he, he probably can ball. He probably can play basketball. But uh, my thing is, it's just going to take another year. I'm thinking that he he knew for sure that going into this system, I must know everything because he's not a 4-3 guy. Mm-hmm. He don't have speed on his side. Mm-hmm. All he have is now the height and the mental capacity to say, okay, I want this more than you. Mm-hmm. So line them up, lace them up, and I'm going to try to rip your soul out, big game, James. That's like what I'm going to try to do. Oh, I'm, I'm going to fight this thing. Please. I want this battle. I want this, I want this poach up you more want, than you. You want that smoke. I want that. I want all of the smoke, not a piece of it. I want it all. So that's what he's saying. I got to play perfection because I don't have the longitude and latitude. I can't be folded up and laying on somebody back like a woozy A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm he, gone. Yeah, he don't have that luxury. You're going to be out of here. I'm going to be out the door, and then nobody else going to believe in me because they're going to look at it like, hey, if you didn't make it for the star, then I don't know if you can make it for us right now. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Unless you can't see the Chief. Can't see the Chief. Loves all the, the backup players. Yeah, they love they love all our guys lately. They've been trying to poach <laughs> right. us like crazy, like the Redskins. As soon as we get a player that's halfway good, they want to try to poach. Oh, weirdos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but let me ask you about this kid because a lot of people have been talking about him as well. I haven't really heard about him too much in OTAs. Uh, the undrafted kid from Kentucky, Chris Restory, everybody been talking about him. You know, a six four and a half without shoes. I know he's a <laughs> um, he's a lightweight, only about two hundred pounds, so he's definitely got bigger. I don't actually see him even seeing the field this year, just in my opinion. If he does make the team, um, but the only thing I get worried about is that if they play him in preseason, and he looks decent. Somebody will try to poach him because of that size. He went undrafted, but you see a six foot four and a half corner, and he's making some plays out there. They're gonna go after him. I don't care what anybody says, and he's gonna be on the cheap. So you can see that happening. So Cowboys are gonna be cautious. Have to be cautious to me how they play him and not showcase him too much because the other team's going to be watching him in that size. What do you think about that kid? Do you think he has a chance to get on the field? Do you, have, do you think he can make the roster? What's your thoughts on Chris Restry? I mean, he's going to have to really shine. Uh, you know, guys like that who was undrafted, he shows a little sample of speed here and there, but you got to show a level of consistency. He's just in the same boat as a lumber. He's going to have to pick up the defense, and he's going to have to actually show up and shine opposed to just being out there because we had guys similar like that. You remember Taylor from last year? I think yes. that was his last name. Yes. Uh, so we, we had guys that we've been leaning on as far as that size and fit the mold. But, you know, he's going to have to beat out my guy, Daycoot. What's his name? Daycoot? Yeah, uh, Tristan Tristan Daycoot, Tristan, I think. It, the cloud, Tristan, something like the that. Cow, the, the cloud or the something cloud, like that. Yes, the cloud, yes, the cloud. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to have to beat out those boys. So – we got some dogs on this team. It's only 63 spots, and I'm counting to 10 as far as the practice squad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, big game, James, but I heard the practice squad players at least make, what, 50000 right. uh a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or not a week, but every three months. So, uh, I guess, 210000 a year. So, they make some money, man. So, mm-hmm. 
I and wouldn't that, mind being on the practice squad as put well. Put me on a practice squad, dog. I yeah. promise you I could do something. I promise you I'll try to give y'all some kind of reps and give y'all some looks, man. Just let me get some of that bread, dog. I got bills like no other, and I need to pay some of them jokers off. Give me on that practice squad for just like six months, and I promise you I'll be so good for y'all. I'll give y'all some, give y'all mm-hmm. some good looks. <laughs> I'll drink that fountain, and you can get y'all looking good. All right. Good. So – we're still in the secondary. I seen some people talking in. Shout out to everybody that's in here. Uh, let me shout out some names: D. Will, Adam Davis, Meticulous Cowboys, eighty six, Virginia's finest, uh, uh, Rocksteady, uh, Stewart, Gambino, you know Isaiah Hill, David Pence, John House, uh, Carolina Cowboys. Shout out to all you guys that are in here. Katina, what's up with you, girl? KG, Gis, what's up with you, big dog? How you doing? So. Let me uh, talk about the. I, I made a little post. Some people got really mad at me. I wasn't trying to compare, mm. make the comparison, but people got mad at me when I said, is Jeff Heath the new Bill Bates? And I'm not saying he's Bill Bates. What I'm saying is Bill Bates, they were always trying to get him off the roster every daggone year. That's the comparison <laughs> I was trying to make. Every year they were saying, you don't got the athletic ability, you're not this, you're not that. But every year, guess what? Bill Bates was in there getting 87 tackles, 86 tackles, 124 tackles, four sacks, three interceptions in a season. You've seen what he was doing. They made, they put it in the Pro Bowl the next year after his rookie mm-hmm. year. Special teams player just for him because he was a nasty monster, okay? Then mm-hmm. you look at Jeff Heath, same height. Both 6'1", same weight. Both of them were 212. Obviously, Jeff Heath ran a faster 40, ran like a 4'4 right. in his day. Yeah. Now, and he came from a small college, you know. Saginaw uh, uh, Valley. You feel me? And and uh, base came from Tennessee. So, I'm not saying they're the same player. Please, folks, I'm not saying. I'm not disrespecting no Bill Bates. I watched him. What I am saying is that people are always trying to get Jeff Heath off the roster, and it's five years, and he's still there. And as we, as Mike Fisher reported, he is in tr- the entrenched starter right now. He is the mm-hmm. entrenched starter with Xavier Woods, no matter what we say about it. I've heard people talking about, you know, uh, don't don't count on Ioka. I'm not counting them out, but I know the Cowboys love Heath. And when the Cowboys love a player, it's hard Ooh. for them to move them out the way. When the Cowboys love a player, I'll say this again, Mr. Law Nation, when the mm-hmm. Cowboys love a player, it's hard to move him out the way. And they love some yes. Jeff Heath. Man, they love L-O-V-E. And, and my thing is, and there's nothing wrong with it, Cowboy Nation. My thing is, Cowboy Nation, I want you guys to understand this. People think that this is Madden. People think that this is just a plug and play. People think that this is high school or middle school or even college in certain degrees. College, college football is kind of difficult in certain uh, situations because you, you're studying and you're doing this stuff and you're trying to graduate. Mm-hmm. But in the pros... People think that you can insert anybody and they're going to be just better than Jeff Heath. Look, he's been in this system uh, going on. This is doing his second year with Chris Richard, right? Right. And he had to learn, he had to unlearn all what he was taught the previous years. My thing is Jeff Heath, to me, is a better free safety than he is a strong safety. Mm -hmm. So he played majority of his snaps at strong safety, and we're so used to seeing him being a deep safety in certain plays as a rotational guy, right? Mm -hmm, Right. So now when it's time to make that business action, going in and tackling and uh, filling the gaps and stuff like that, we saw Jeff Heath uh, sliding around last year, right? Oh, Lord. But, but, But if you look at game one and game two, 
the boy that was playing the strong safety for majority of the snaps was Kayvon Frazier. Mm-hmm. It's just that his shoulder got all snapped up and he couldn't continue to play. Mm-hmm. So my thing is you cannot discount what he can do for our special team and what he's able to do is pick up and be uh, versatile to another, play free and, and strong. So just give him enough chance to be within the second year of Chris Richard, and let's just wait and see. Now, my thing is, Big Game James, the Lions season is almost over with. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what the Lions season is? Tell me. When <laughs> everybody kind of pumping up players, yeah. letting them know, like, hey, I ain't worried <laughs> about this guy. I'm not yeah. worried about this guy. I trust who I drafted and things uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. But when that heat get out there, when right. training camp get out there, right. and they get burned, right. they, they, they don't get up, they don't have that dog fight mentality, uh-huh. then you get on their phone and say, Eric, what's up, Barry? What's up, man? <laughs> hey, uh, you want to come on in for a little right. small half a glass of uh, Kool-Aid? <laughs> Uh, or uh, the, the other kid, uh, Trey, Boston. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's your name. Come on, hold at me right quick, man. I just want to talk to you for a quick second. You like silver? You like blue? Just <laughs> <laughs> help to fit you. You know what I mean? That all rhymes. But that's when the lying season is over. So everybody lying right now. You can't trust no one because mm-hmm. everybody's lying at this point. And they said that the guys that they drafted, they have 100% uh, sure, surety that they can play. What do you think about Donovan Wilson, the kid from Texas A&M? I like that kid's attitude. Um, you know, I seen him as I went through his tape. I watched him his sophomore year. He had like five interceptions. A guy that mm-hmm. will lay the wood on you. A guy who's super intense. One of them team players that will go all out. I think he's one of them dudes that will just do anything for the team. And I think that's one of the reasons why they drafted him. You know, you always hear about Jason Garrett saying getting the right players, the right type of guy. I think he's that type of player for them. Even though he went in the sixth round, we've seen Cowboys players fifth, sixth, seventh round. It don't matter. They'll still make the team. What do you think about Donovan Wilson's chances in that safety position? I love his scouting report. I love the fact that his issue was that he overshoot and he overpursued, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he takes poor angles as it relates to, to that part of it, being overaggressive. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Mm-hmm. Be, be uh, aggressive. Like be aggressive. That was the only issue is with Jeff, you know, uh, just not being super aggressive as it relates to being throwing your body and putting it on the line. So my thing is I think that Chris Richard is going to implement that into this system of letting him know, like, hey, don't over-pursue, take this angle, continue to tackle like you're tackling, and uh, and everything else will go into play. So I, I like his chances of making this team, but he's really going to have to shine on what we call SP, special special teams. You know, yeah. he's going to have to do something uh, out there to make it, you know. So that's his only way of making his team all the way is shining through on special teams. Well, we're going to see. I, I, I like the kid, and I, I want to see his chances. Like I said, I'm really excited about this training camp more no, more than uh, and then the last few years. Like I said, I got to get that experience last year going to training camp, and it was awesome. But now with you got all these young guys in the fold, it's really going to be crazy because now you'll be able to see it. And I really want to see what this offense is going to look like. We're going to switch a little bit over to that offense right quick. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb. Everybody's been talking about this guy. I mean, that dude gives me goosebumps. I ain't going to even front. Mm. I loved getting Robert Quinn, and we'll talk about Robert. I, I was pumping the mighty Quinn. I was pumping him. I love getting mm. Robert Quinn. I love the acquisitions. But the Randall Cobb acquisition, acquisition just like when we got Amari Cooper, the vibe that Cooper and Dak, they just hit the ground running them, too, and you've seen the connection. You've seen how they just were two together. 
I'm thinking the same thing is going to happen with Randall Cobb. I just believe that this guy played with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He knows what it is like to win. The guy is like a quarterback on the field. He played a running back as well. He's versatile. You can do a lot of things with them. I think with him and Gallup and Cooper, oh, my God, I just think Randall Cobb is going to be really, really nasty for us. What are your thoughts on Randall Cobb? Let me throw this out as a disclaimer. I'm not trying to say that Dak Prescott is better than Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. But every time, minus the win-loss record, if you guys look it up, and I'm not trying to throw, I'm not reaching, but Dak Prescott outperformed Aaron Rodgers each time they met up, you know. So my thing is, if he can outperform Aaron Rodgers, now he got a little bit more weapon than a guy that can run inside and outside. You can line him in the backfield. You can do reverse sweeps. The guy is a student of the game, knowledgeable of the game, uh, knows how to sit in the soft spots of the zone, can give you some yak after, after the catch. And I ain't talking about that. That the good, yeah. Hen, that hen, 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 hen. Hen. I, I'm surprised yes, you ain't hit it. You ain't hit that yak. Yeah, man, I, I need to go. I need to go get that, you know, that yak. <laughs> yes, but, sir. But this guy is going to bring that yak on the field. Right. And I'm saying here, I'm, I'm not trying to pump this thing up, but I'm looking at it from the offensive side. I'm looking at it like Kelly Moore is like, yes, mm-hmm. I got a guy that I can start off before pre-snap, line out at the X position, mm-hmm. motion him into the inside, have the other guy to step up, and then I can run him inside running a Y or a Z. He can just do all of those things for you. Or if you really wanted me to get creative with it, I can put him in as a halfback mm-hmm. in motion Ezekiel Elliott out to the far left. So you can do so much with this guy that you was not able to do with, uh, with Cole Beasley. And now I know for sure if you give Dak Prescott a little time, man. He's going to light them boys up like a Roman candle. What would, be, what would be nasty, Law, if you saw Dak Prescott, let's say, in a shotgun, you uh-huh. seen Randall Cobb come out the slot and go back in the backfield with Ezekiel Elliott, and then you have like a Tony Pollard in the slot or something like that. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, we haven't had that type of stuff where you got the juice, it seems like, in some years. And so now it looks like we're finally getting the juice and you got a guy who's going to be creative with it. I'm just excited. I'm not – I'm trying not to pump this up. I'm just trying to be cool. I don't want to feel like you know the jinx us because we right, went, right. We went through so much, much of a law all these years. Yeah. We're cautious. I don't know about other Cowboys fans, but I'm a cautious Cowboy fan now. I don't want to try to jump out there anymore because too many times I've jumped out there and been smacked down uh, with disappointment. But daggone it, I'm too hyped about this year. I cannot stop being hyped. And it's just because the talent we got in. I love the Tony Pollard kid. I don't want to keep talking about him and hyping him. But man, I'm telling you, dog. I was he right. was when it was when it came down to the draft, I said it was going to be when I did my mock draft, I said it was going to be between Weber and Pollard. They ended up wow. picking both. But that when I seen <laughs> Pollard and them kick returns and use them at the backfield as a receiver, running back, and then I know it was only one play. You seen that juice? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, dog. Law. I I'm I love me some Tony Pollard, dog. I love me some mm-hmm. Tony Pollard. I know I ain't seen him. And maybe you'd be like, Big game, you ain't seen this dude. He, he likes come on, he <laughs> might look terrible because we've seen it before. Yeah, it could happen, but daggone it, I like that kid, man. What's your thoughts about Tony Pollard? Just just from a distance. 
Man, uh, can run in between the tackles, can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, he's physical enough to, uh, uh, to to evade and elude uh, the opposition. And then he's not a short guy as well. So I'm looking at it like, hey, you can probably slap a wide receiver's number on him mm. and then still line him up in the backfield. Man. I would do that. Man. I would put him at wide receiver's number because that just – throws and mind f a lot of people up you know yes, what i mean yes. so but you know it's it, it's 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 a crazy thing uh he wears number 36 uh, so i'm falling i'm trying to fall myself in love with a number three six on him but we'll see though we'll see how he can uh continue to have this hype on him all the way through uh the training camp and we can't wait for week one of the preseason believe it or not yeah I but, know. but th- here's here's the thing cowboy nation we we've been we we've been in this place before. Yes, we have. In two thousand and eight, we've been in this place. We was loaded, <laughs> and I think we started off uh, 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 pretty good too that year. That was, Romo broke his pinky finger, I think, that year. Right, that kind of right, derailed us because right. we were we were looking good coming off mm-hmm. the two thousand seven season from the disappointment. And like you uh-huh. said, we was loaded, and people were talking loaded. about, yeah. oh, Romo never had a defense, and Romo never had a team. That's a daggone lie. Y'all didn't watch the Cowboys in 2007, <laughs> right. 2008. You didn't watch them years then. You're not a real right. Cowboys fan because we damn sure had a whole lot of talent, and we had Super Bowl teams them, them, them years, and we just didn't we just mm-hmm. didn't get the job done. But we damn sure right. had Super Bowl teams because I dang sure thought 2007 we was going to Super Bowl. Right, 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 right. And I, and I was talking about like the year after from 07. And then also, uh, if we really look at it, and I'm not trying to, you know, lower the uh, expectation, Cowboy Nation. I'm not trying to lower the hype. But the reality was uh, in 2015, right, right. <laughs> we was going from 2014 and we're like, yes, this is going to be the year. We got some more help on the defensive side of the ball. Everything's going to look right. And then all of a sudden, you know, some stuff happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that this year is different from those teams because if you look at our roster from A to Z, we got depths. Depth. And depths is better than that having that one or two guys that we kind of look at it like, hey, this guy gonna do this guy do that. But now we got depths. Super depth. So 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 we 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 marveling about Tony Pollard. In reality, he's a backup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we marveling about uh, uh, the Ricos, and we we talked about the uh, Jordan Lewis's other worlds. They're all backups, backups. exactly. Backups. Our whole conversation today was on backups. Believe <laughs> exactly. it or not, exactly. <laughs> and and that's an exciting thing when you're talking about backups. You haven't even been talking about the starters. You know what I mean? Mm, we haven't even. We, we, how do you feel about the offensive line? Travis Frederick. Let's talk about that starter then. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm not an offensive line guy, but seeing Travis Frederick come back in the fold makes me feel better. Uh, mm-hmm. Lo- Looney did an admirable job last year, but he's not a Travis Frederick. Um, you know, Zach Martin next to Travis Frederick, I need to see that because them boys are just seem like they just really tight together. So, you know, when you're good friends, it seems like they're good friends. That actually helps you on the field play better. And then you got Tyron Smith. I know he says every year he says I'm healthy as ever, and then he gets hurt. But mm-hmm. I don't care. He's still a dog. We'll, 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 we'll see what's going to happen with this Leo Collins situation with the Connor Williams kicking out of tackle. He's been playing some tackle. I'd like to see how that's going to go. But to me, that's another year of continuity. 
another mm-hmm. year of Mark Colombo, who I thought was a Preach. godsend, a godsend. That's a whole season under his tutelage because he brought the nastiness back. They even said, the guys mm-hmm. on the field even said, he didn't change a lot of philosophy from Alexander. He didn't change a lot of things, but he brought the attitude back with us. He brought that attitude of we're going to dominate this line of scrimmage. And that's mm-hmm. a big key to me the mentality. You have to have a dog-type mentality that you're going to run this ball. We're going to do what we want. We're going to impose our will on you. And when we want to run on a third and two, we're going to get those two yards, maybe seven, eight, because we're you're not going to stop us. And that's the mentality mm-hmm. I want the Cowboys to get back to like they were in 2016. Now, what right. do you think about the Ezekiel Elliott situation? Because me and you haven't talked about that. I know mm-hmm. it's kind of been in the past. Uh, what do you think about the Ezekiel Elliott situation? Because we're about to wind it down here. What do you think is going to happen to him? Do you think he will get suspended? Do you think nothing's going to happen? Slap on the wrist? Talked about what do you think is going to go on with the Ezekiel Elliott situation? And are you nervous? Uh, what should happen is nothing. But, you know, as far as politics or whatever, what have you, uh, he, he, he might get fined. But according to Roger Goodell, they investigating the situation. They looking more into it. They saying that okay, he was trying to impede the uh, the process of the lady. It's much more than just the security guard. Him bumping the security guard and he falling out. Uh, 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 like 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 the guy that they say I look like James Harden for crying out loud. <laughs> so my thing is this thing right here with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm always nervous with him, but should he get paid great money? Yes, but my thing is my my nervous part is is that Jerry Jones right now is 10:33. He's drinking some Johnny Walker Blue right now. He's looking at his phone. He's sitting like, man, I hope Ezekiel Elliott. I hope Ezekiel Elliott get to the bed. I hope Ezekiel Elliott get home safely. You see? So every night, we're going to always worry about Ezekiel Elliott. You can't just go to sleep and uh, and turn your phone off if you, Jerry Jones. And half of the Cowboy Nation wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott is a target who don't understand that. He just I, don't understand that he's a target. I don't understand how he doesn't, though, Law. You feel me? Like you just said he's a target, and, bro, everybody ain't out to, you know, be your buddy and your friend. I think one of the biggest things with Ezekiel Elliott is this, is that mm-hmm. I think his company around him, because, you know, when you got those, like I, I said on the show, that if when you have those, your close peoples, your close mm-hmm. peoples who know who you are, like, bro, hey, come on, dog. Like, if you if you Ezekiel Elliott Law or, like, you super fabulous out there and me and you just kicking it, you you the man, and then you see somebody trying to get at you, you know what? I'm like, hey, we ain't getting mm-hmm. into this, Law. You got too much to lose. Let's go. Let's just go to the crib and kick it and chill. Somebody's got to be able to step in there and say that to Ezekiel Elliott because I don't know the people that he has around him are saying that. I don't know if he has the people that are saying, go home. Let's go home and kick it. Let's just chill tonight. Mm-hmm. I think – I'm not for sure, just my take on it. I just feel like he has people around him like, yeah, let's kick it. Yeah, let's have yeah, a let's kick it. Let's party. Let's party. Yeah, let's party till 3 in the morning. Yeah, let's get drunk. Yeah, come on. You good. We we, we got this. Let's have... And that's right now you don't need that, Ezekiel Elliott, because the streets are watching, dog, and they are ready yeah, to watch. take you under. And them streets is watching hard, and they are ready to take you under. And they would love nothing better to see a young 23-year-old God, go down. That's what people like to see. People mm-hmm. say they love you, but they also love seeing people in drama and heartache and pain. People love seeing that. So you got to yeah, understand, Ezekiel, you got to get paid. You don't want to lose no money. So you got to be smart. And just like you said, uh, Law, that it was the security guard, yeah, 
But Goodell is looking at how you was looking at that female, what you was doing with that female, because he's going to use that against you to me more than that security guard, because that's what they already charged you with, or that's what you got your suspension for, for those six games. Right. And then remember, yeah, there was, like you said, they was talking about him more. So the first suspension of him pulling down and showing the lady Tata. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and you've been you've been 22, 20 at the time, yeah. 21, 22. Yeah. I mean, we did some more. I'm glad oh, we yeah. have cameras around here. Boy, yeah. we did some devilish I, I, I kicked it in wild out. Like, I have no shame in my game. Like, I was a wild, wild, wild dude. I didn't care about nothing. But guess what? I didn't play in the NFL, though. No, that's a big no. difference. And I will tell I you this one. Wilding out. I'll with tell, Radio Shack money. I'll tell you this one quick story, <laughs> though, Law. I used to fly right. with I used to fly with the airlines and I flew with the right. airlines about a year. And that's when I was uh twenty three years old. Flew with the airlines, was making big mm-hmm. cake, big money, traveling all over the states, kicking it, going hard, meeting chicks everywhere, loving it. Oh, what's up, Jay? Y'all I live in Boston, come see me. <laughs> all right, I'll be down there tomorrow. I'm off the next five days. I'll jump on that plane and come see you. We're gonna kick it and go hard. But guess what, Law? They had certain stipulations uh, with TWA. And one of them, like, no smoking, no weed, because we we, when we drop you, it, as soon as you get off the airplane, we're going to drop you. So you wow. don't know when it's going to happen. You can never get tested, or you can get tested every week. It's just how that number falls. And so for wow. me, and so for, for me, I said, you know what? Uh-huh. I don't want to take that chance because I make, well, number one, too much money. I have a job <laughs> that. Nobody really has, and I can fly and travel wherever I want. You know what? I'm just going to have to be an alcoholic, <laughs> and I don't like <laughs> right. to drink all like that, and I'm just keeping it real, folks. I said I can't smoke. I can't do those type of things because I don't want to lose my job. This is too important to me for something like that to happen. So I was going to parties, law. I was going, and uh-huh. and blunts was being smoked everywhere. People all in your face. Right. Hey, what's up, dog? <laughs> Come over here and hit this. You feel me? And I was sitting there like, ooh, I want to hit that. I want I ain't going to lie. I want to do that. <laughs> but my and back of my mind, it says, you got too much to lose. You got too, too much, much to lose. lose. And you know, if you do this one time, they're going to call you on the airplane, and it's going to be over. That's just what's oh, going to yeah. happen. So I fought mm-hmm. it, Law, and, I, and, I, and it was hard, but I did it. So that's the only thing I can say to Ezekiel Elliott. You can't do it. Just have some good company around you. Yes, indeed. I think he just need another voice. You know, Stacey Elliott been there in his corner, uh, his father uh, reading old uh, news clippings. And, and I, you got a chance to speak to Stacey Elliott yes. uh, uh, about how he was able to just pick up everything and move to Ohio State to, 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 to just pretty much coddle his son in a sense. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, if the father did all of that to be in his son's life, and that's next level stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. To to just pick up his stuff and move all the way to Ohio mm-hmm. to watch his son because he was uh, concerned. He had reservations on his uh, party and, and all this stuff. Ezekiel Elliott got tremendous talent. He don't have a brother, don't he? Uh, no, I don't think because. so. He's got sisters. Yeah, all sisters. Mm-hmm. And he, is he the oldest you know, I think he is because he's got a sister right now, I believe, going to Ohio State. She's running track. So I believe he is the oldest. Right, right. So I grew up with a number of brothers mm-hmm. and I just know it's different. I'm in the middle child or what have you. And some things like my brother would tell me, like, hey, dog, you know, nah, 
don't do this or don't talk to her or don't, you know, you know, brothers got that brotherly, that brotherly instinct to be able to tell you like, look, dog, <laughs> I ain't going to tell mom, but man, dude, you got to chill out on this, exactly. you know, and I'm trying to speak in codes for those who understand, mm-hmm. but y- you know how it is, man. Sometimes it's good to have that brother to be in your corner opposed to like Ezekiel Elliott had his mom and his sisters and little sisters and stuff like that. Whereas a brother might say, Hey man, come on, man. That's a haunty talk, bro. Take that off right quick, man. Nah, yeah. Not right now. Right, you know? And, you know and I, ain't, I ain't talking to Storm Shane. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's just like, you know, if your sister <laughs> yeah. telling you, you probably ain't listen to it as much like, Oh, go right, ahead, right. sis. I got this. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. would blow her off. I got this, sis. But just like yeah. you said, your bro will grab you by your neck. Like, no, yeah. You're not doing nothing. You're, you're, you're chilling, and you're going to do this. That's what the brother's going to do. Brother's going to kick you right. back. Right, 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 right. So this, this, is my, this is just my opinion, no facts about anything that I talked about, but it's just the reality of it, Cowboy Nation. This is how I feel about it. Yeah. I feel you. All right, so this we're winding it up. Thank you for everybody. Let me give a few more shout-outs before we close it down. I got one last thing I want to talk to you about, which is in my heart that I've kind of been thinking about. But shout-outs Jamal Willis, Adam Davis, Gambino, of course, Sheila Neal, uh, Cheyenne Maxwell. How you doing, D. Will? As usual, Mr. Fiesta. How you doing? I never Fiesta, heard Fiesta. Haven't seen you in there, but I like it. I like it a lot. Appreciate everybody who's been here, Aaron, everybody who's jumping in there. I know somebody said, easy, slow down on Tony Pollard, putting him in the Hall of Fame. I know. I know y'all <laughs> saying slow down. I get it. Probably I am hyping a little bit too much. But guess what? I have, I did coach football for a long time, and I do know a little bit of talent. And that boy mm-hmm. got talent. And as long as he stay healthy, I think he's going to show a lot of people like, yo, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame, but this dude is going to be a tremendous, tremendous asset for the team. I really am banking on that. Now, my final thing to you, Law Nation. This is about Mr. Jason Garrett. Now, I said I am going to be good to Garrett this year. I am not going to bash Garrett this year. I am going to be nice. I am going to – I looked at the positives of what he is bringing to the table. I know what we've seen. Ten years ain't been nothing, and I've been telling you. I've told people from the Himalayas, we ain't winning well Super Bowl with Garrett. But you know what? I got to try to believe because we got a lot of talent. And – he has kept this team together. You and me have talked. When we were three and five, we could have folded. We could have went back, but the team kept fighting for him. The team, the team stayed together, and I have to look at that. But if Garrett were to fail again, if he mm. were to fail, a lot of people have been saying Chris Richard needs to move up into that position and being the head coach. But honestly, this is my opinion. I want to get your opinion. If Garrett is not the coach anymore, and let's say that defense shows good, but that offense shows really good with Kellen Moore, I personally think that um. Kellen Moore it will be the head coach over Chris Richard. And the reason why I say two things, not because I want it, because I say two things. Remember when the Cowboys played the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in Philly? Mm-hmm. Right. And Rashard right, right, was right. getting was Rashard was getting into it with the mm-hmm. uh Philly uh Philly players and we was loving it. I, I right. when I seen that I said we about to whoop these Philly Philadelphia Eagles ass. Excuse me mom, I don't want to cuss but I got to say ass. We were going we I knew when I seen that it was kind of like remember when Dez uh-huh. went against Malcolm Jenkins that year and when right. Dez that was meeting him at the middle of the field. I said, "Oh yeah, we about to kill y'all, yeah. dog. Dez about to have a career day about guys y'all cuz he talking that trash." And I knew when Chris Richard was in that boy's face, I said, "Yeah, we're going to beat these Eagles. We're going to beat these boys." But Stephen Jones was like, "We like we we like intensity, but we don't like our coaches doing that. 
<laughs> you feel me? Did you hear what he yeah. said? And Stephen Jones yeah. is kind of the man now. He said we don't like our coaches doing that. And he said something else <laughs> when he's doing uh when he went off when when he went ham on the sidelines. You feel me? He says something again about it. So that's the only reason why when I'm talking about somebody getting moved into the head coach spot because I don't think they're gonna go from the outside. And I think if Kellen Moore shows anything with this offense, I think he will be the next guy in line for head coach. What's your thoughts? Um, I, I, I don't know who, who will it be? Uh, but I would like to see, uh, Chris Richard coaching this team cause we need that fire. But if Kellen Moore is the head coach, then that, that's, it'd just be too much. You know, uh, a lot of people are going to be like, Hey, you know, uh, I mean, <sighs> come on now. It's, it's going to be just too much, man. My thing is it's, it's a conundrum. Uh, this team is too talented to go less than eight games. Uh, I think this team is going to be a, a contender. Uh, I think that uh, Jason Garrett is going to be blessed because he got all of the pieces around him. Is he going to win a Super Bowl can, for us, Law? Is he, are you trying to say a Super Bowl or bust for Jason Garrett? <laughs> is he going to uh, win a Super Bowl for us? the man against the wall. I mean, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like – I don't know. I don't man. know. Like, it's a cluster. Oh, my I, I gosh. Can I, so, can I call a friend? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. See, this is – and you know you're just like me with this. I want to say I feel it. But the other part is me like, nope. Because the <laughs> reason why you say nope is because – how you doing, guys? <laughs> you just have that replay in your head, you know, and you just gonna feel like, man, come on, just give me anybody. And remember, we were saying that with Steve, uh, uh, Scott Linehan, give yes. us anybody. Just, not and then when they got Kelly Moore, everybody was still like, oh, he just baby, right, Jason right, Garrett, you know. <laughs> well, we're gonna find out this year. This is gonna be oh, a critical oh. year for us. I I predicted twelve and four this year. I predicted. 10 and 6 uh, last uh, year and we ended up being t- 10 and 6. So I w- I called that one right. I'm going 12 and uh, 4. I know we got a little daunting schedule, but I believe we have the talent to beat everybody in the in the in the league and I feel like we might lose one of them games like to one of them sorry teams, but we I think we really will bang against these tough teams and you and I said we have to start fast out the gate. We have to start fast out the gate. I right. said it before. Our first 5 games, 4 of them are NFC games two uh, division games, and then you got the Saints and the Packers right back-to-back, so that's going to be mm-hmm. nasty. But if we can come out of there like a 4-1, which I think we can, I think we'll be 4-1 in that session, and I think the only team that might get us might be the Saints, not because they're better. They just might get their revenge, but I think this year we get them Packers this year as well. So I think we'll be like 4-1 right there and kind of go from there. But when we before we sign off, I, I, you don't got to give me a record, but what do you think our record would look like this year? Oh, I said plus 10 win uh, season uh, this year. And I, and I predicted that we must, must, M-U-S-T start off fast as well. So I'm thinking that uh, those two divisional games, especially against the Giants and the Eagles, and uh, the Giants and the Redskins, uh, we really need to win that game. Uh, I think those that the uh, Dolphins, this, this, is, this, is my, this is my thoughts right here. I think the Dolphins are going to surprise us. We lose to the Dolphins, then we beat the Saints, and then we beat the Green Bay Packers. Okay. And we on this little run, you know. Uh, this is how I feel it, you know. Uh, well, you guys, I, I, like you your, I like your feeling better because that means we'll be 4-0 and oh in NFC. 
because there that's, you go. that's all I'd be looking at. Like when we play games every year, I don't look at them AFC teams like that. I look at NFC games because it always comes down to we'll lose a stupid game that we should have won, and then later on down the line, it's a tiebreaker. <laughs> and guess who is the tiebreaker with the team to beat us? You feel me? And that always seems to happen with us that we lose them dumb games to an NFC team, and later in the year when we need to get a big playoff berth or anything like that, that team is staring us in the face and they have a record where I don't want to have it to where they are controlling the destiny. I want us to control our destiny and not have teams control it by, oh, they have to win this game, the next two games. For No, I don't want that. I want us controlling our destiny. I want the Cowboys coming in there with that mind frame of, we're going to kick your butts, okay? Right. Now, right. I, I had seen a tweet from Demarcus Lawrence when Carson Wentz got paid, and he said, oh, we love that. I love seeing that guy getting money because it makes it better when we beat you in the head. Then I seen a lot of people posting on there like, ease up, Demarcus. You ain't got no sacks against Philly. Ease up. You didn't do this and <laughs> you didn't do that. No. Why does he have to ease up? Isn't that type of attitude that we've been wanting? Isn't that the type we of attitude we, we want that dog to say, okay, so what? I ain't got no sex. I don't care. I'm going to sack you twice or three times this year. That's the mentality that we want. I don't want somebody saying, easy, slow up, D-Law. You didn't do this. No, I want to say, no, D-Law, get at them boys because we don't care who we are. That's been the problem with us. We've been having that passive-aggressive type attitude. We need right. aggressive, aggressive, aggressive all the time. Yeah, just like Jimmy used to run up that score. Yeah, he didn't care. <laughs> uh, you know what? Stop us. That's what he said. Stop us. You don't like it? Stop us. Stop us. Boy, I admit, those are good old days. Boy, Man, we're trying to bring him back, big dog. Bring it back. And I think that Chris Richard brings that type of intensity. He if does. You guys know what I mean. And I love and, it. Uh, and one way or another, man, we're going to find a way to get back to those glory days. And that's right. Because you already know yes. I want me some what? Glory ho. I need some glory hole. I need some glory hole. Glory hole. I need some glory hole. Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed, man. It's always a pleasure, man, talking to you, man. Breaking it down. Freestyling. Freestyling. I love how we just freestyling. But you know what? I appreciate you, Law. I love you for life. I know people already know about you, but, you know, tell them about you back on Facebook. You're getting the things back popping. Tell them about what you got going on. You know, you got the Alan Hearns thing. Tell everybody what you got going on in the near future. Yes, for those who only love the Cowboys, not like them, I want to see you guys out here at Lava Cantina at Star in Frisco. Without the Star in Frisco, it's in Frisco, closer to the Star in Frisco. Uh, this event is going to be on June the 15th. Uh, it had to happen. Erica Wilson, uh, Alan Hearn's mom, uh, got a book deal out there. And also, you get a chance to uh, meet up with Alan Hearns, pick his brain, uh, talk to him, and uh, just get the good vibe of the season going along. We may have a surprise guest out there, so I would love to see you guys come out there and, and just kick it back and hang it out with me. And the admission is free 99 There's no charge to be out there, so just support the nation. Bring your silver and blue let's get this thing going one way or another i'll be live like 95 and who knows man who knows all this stuff can come together this year and you could be shaking a hand of a super bowl champion you see yes it (laughs) can happen let's believe let's mm -hmm. believe support Mm -hmm. your team and believe this is the year that we must support and stay on one page I see too many times Cowboys fans are saying this and that about our players. I get it. We don't love all our players. I understand that. But this is the time to me that we all 
need to be on one accord and one mind, and we all need to back our boys like no other because they need the support because we have t- this is a very talented team. And the more of us Cowboys fans that are being positive energy and not saying negative energy about, oh, Dak Prescott, oh, I've seen Carson Whiskey, 32 million. Oh, now I got Dak Prescott. Stop crying about that, dog, because guess what? He ain't going nowhere for a few years. So you might as well just deal with it. And he's not like he's terrible and play bad. And even the people outside of this saying he's a good quarterback. So let's support our team. Let's press real hard. And let's get this daggone 60 year. You feel me? And shut these boys up and get back to where we're supposed to be on top. You see that star. You see the star right there. You wear the star. That's why we're the star. Stars rise. They shine. And that's what we need to do this year. We need to shine on these boys. And I believe if we just continue to keep the faith, if we continue to back our boys like no other, this could be a year it could possibly happen and we can shut up those naysayers. How about them daggone Cowboys, yo? Salute, salute, bro. All right. Yes, indeed. All right. So yes, thank you, everybody, who tuned in today for the Silver and Blue. Big Game James Law Nation, please continue to like and subscribe to Silver and Blue Nation page. It's been blowing up like no other. We've been getting subscriptions like crazy, and I appreciate everybody who's liked and subscribed to us. But continue. We need to continue support financially, uh, uh, spiritually, mentally. And guess what? We can't do this grind without y'all. Okay, you can't guys, you guys make this possible, not us. I mean, we can sit there all day, me and Law can talk, but it's you guys that actually bring us up. It's you guys that come in here and make it for us. So continue to support, so we can continue to bring the best content for the Cowboys fans out there. All right, how you doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James, Law Nation, freestyling, buck wilding. We'll talk to you soon. We love you. Peace. Remember, remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. (laughs) I needed that. All right, y'all. We'll holler.